This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are mixing with Moni, honey. Hello, hello. I swear to God, I have not been ghosting you all. It has simply just been, I had a sinus infection that lasted two weeks. So now it's giving a little bit of like Vicky Gumbleson long COVID. And I think the test just lied to me. But neither here nor there, my lungs have not been cooperating. So I have been taking some time to myself and releasing other things. But I, of course, be away from the mic too long because there's just so many things that are happening on the TV screen and off the TV screen. And of course, I can't just only ever talk about Bravo because y'all know I'm an equal opportunity cult member and I can be in multiple places at multiple times. And if you follow me and you listen to this, you already know I have like a weird affinity with The Bachelorette, but it's because I watch it in such a different way. I don't watch coming from the belief that everything is going to be like happy, go lucky and happily ever after. I watch Watch from the understanding that it's likely not going to work out. So let's enjoy the time that we have with these people while we have it. And coming to the mic and to the podcast to have a little bit more of that same nuanced perspective. I absolutely love their podcast. I have Emma and Claire here from Love to See It, the podcast, which is all about Bachelor and Bachelorette and like show, reality TV shows that are all about love and the really ridiculous ways that people go about finding it. And they also talk about it from a nuanced perspective, which I love. I think most notably, they called this past episode, like, the instead of The Bachelorette, it's just like the Rachel gets, like, embarrassed by production show, which is <laughs> yeah. So without further ado, welcome, Claire and Emma. Hi, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Love your guys' podcast. I think it is really Aww. fun. Thank I you. am usually hard pressed to find a bachelor or bachelorette podcast that is that is as nuanced as I like it. Cause that's the one thing that I have always like brought, especially even in the Bravo world. It's like these are people and people do things, but also people get desperate. People want money, people want fame, people want stuff. And if you walk into these shows with that understanding, you are a lot less disappointed <laughs> by the outcome. <laughs> You gotta have context. Context yes, matters. Exactly. You have to have context. And I just love that we can acknowledge that the show loves to sell us um this fake idea of like we're feminist and we are like empowering and we're just like making sure the girls are so strong. We're letting them like <laughs> have their voice and everything, all while being like the most sexist, uh, egregious show ever. Like letting a woman being proud of yourself for like a uh, giving the woman the platform, if you will, 
to curse out a man for being a misogynist is not the feminist thing to do. The feminist thing to do is to not let that misogynist in her space at all. Cause it's likely you knew before she knew that he was like, but would that be good television? And would we have our collective moment of faux feminist (laughs) catharsis, if not for that? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Could not agree more because there's nothing I love more than that moment. I didn't know. Honestly, I'm a sucker. It was really satisfying. (laughs) So good. I was like, you tell them girl, like they get me every time. And I think that's one of the beauties of like, why I don't, cover batch like regularly because I just watch as like a viewer and I'm just like wow (gasps) live tweeting everybody (laughs) like live texting people like oh my god like when like they finally decided to split the roses and then the guys were like telling homegirl no I actually want Gabby and I was like first of all bullshit because she asked y'all to pay attention to her 44 minutes ago and 44 minutes ago you all ignored her so I call (laughs) bullshit Right. They're all like, I'm just really exclusively focused on Gabby, except when I'm playing a pickup game of football with my 20 new best friends. Exactly. If you were so focused on Gabby, when she gave you like some individual time, you would have said hello to her. Like, I hate the gaslighting that they do. And also, what did you expect? You would like announce your love for Gabby and she would pick you? (laughs) right like gabby has her own preferences she doesn't want you this is this is truly just like a docu-series about the audacity of men yes absolutely none of them considered that like gabby and rachel had already divided the guys so if rachel's offering you a rose it's because you're not on gabby's list right like you think you're gonna be like i'd rather get a rose from gabby and she's gonna be like oh well crossing my last guy off my planned list. Like they have yep. coordinated. These women speak to each other. Yes. They literally walked in and said, we have decided this. <laughs> <laughs> like we are taking our power back. And I love when that the producers are just like, that's so cute. <laughs> I love that you think you have power. It's so cute. You get like a few minutes of it. You can have a little power <laughs> exactly. as a tree. Like, we'll do it for show, honey. You can just like <laughs> give a little, a little pick. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I love the idea of two bachelorettes just because of what it's given us so far. But I want to know your thoughts on what would happen if we had two bachelors then? Does this now become like the trashy, like Netflix one season wonder, like dating reality show that we love to hate? Because Bachelor has always wanted to be like the grown-up cousin who was mm-hmm. like has their shit together is very sophisticated but is deep down just like all the other shows like love island or too hot to handle or all it's just as like we're we're banking on ratchet we wanted to get crazy if you have a mental breakdown we will film it and we will send you off and film that too and then welcome you back with open arms they're like and we will pause the mental breakdown. Yes. First. <laughs> We've seen them cause many a mental breakdown. Like, what do you think about if we have two bachelors? Does this become like frat house roses? I honestly, I'm not sure, but I am dying for a two bachelor Same. season. Mm-hmm. I think they did a two bachelor season in the vein of Caitlin and Britt's two bachelorette season, quote that unquote. Was that was terrible. But they first did that with the men in like 2003. 
And no one remembers that because who remembers that? You know, I was in middle school. I mean, you but... just pulled Caitlin and Britt out of the back part. <laughs> I know. Back that was like, closet. I'm like oh, five yeah. whole years ago. They did tell that girl they didn't want her. And so, yeah. oh, that was crazy. And I think that like The Bachelor actually needs what they keep doing with The Bachelorette, which is giving the contestants some more power back. Like, I yeah. want to watch the women contestants on The Bachelor getting a little choice, getting a little power. I don't want to see the men getting any more power on The Bachelorette. They're fine. Very but fair. I do want to see the women on The Bachelorette getting to vote or getting to like, you know, choose who they want to pursue to some mm -hmm. to some degree, because I think that women are more likely to come in and to be truly expected to just be like, I guess this guy is perfect and should be my future husband and i won't question that he's, he's the only option i want to encourage these women to feel like they have options Same. and i, I think that, that, could, about it that way i think it could lead to some different dynamics in the house it could lead to some different dynamics with the men but i don't think it's quite enough men for it to turn into a frat house thing thank you <laughs> let's hope fingers crossed like i'm all for it i want them to do it i want a two bachelor season badly i just think that the Bachelor is an institution as a franchise, right? It's mm -hmm. been on the air for 20 years. They have to innovate. They have to do new yeah. things. And I am getting tired of them just like trying to vaguely engineer surprise and traumatic endings, like switch up the format, try that. Mm -hmm. And so at least they are doing that with this season. Yeah. And it is providing some new and interesting dynamics and some <laughs> depressing ones it too. But. Sure is i feel like rachel is on the verge of like a breakdown every scene like it i'm really mad episode. at what they're doing to rachel yeah i'm now like oh shit and it just feels like the the goalpost keeps changing because when they try to like when they implement insecurity in one woman and she thinks that all the 30 something men are there and clearly just none of them have any interest in her because they told them to basically ignore her like that felt calculated. And then all of a sudden they just kind of switch it to this one. Like, so do you want them both to leave? Like, I'm very confused. Like they what want them it? both to be on the verge of leaving. Yes. Yeah. I do actually think that's that's why you book someone is because you want them to quit. Like it just makes zero sense yeah. to me. But I've long said that as someone who watches the I'm I I am in the gutter all the time. I watch every reality show that there is. If it's if someone's like, oh my God, it's so good, and there's an ensemble cast of women. I'm probably in there. Um, <laughs> if you just even throw in two women, I'm in there. If you throw in a bunch of people, I'm in there. So um, <laughs> I've watched many a produced reality TV show. And I know exactly when things are being produced. And I've long said that the Bachelor producers are the most savage producers on TV, period. I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, it is, I was telling a friend recently, and you guys watched, so you actually would know this reference because I could not give it to him at all. I couldn't remember... <laughs> which straight white blonde male it was i know there's about 40 to choose yeah. from doesn't narrow but it down very much one season there was like a two-on-one and one of the girls was absolutely i don't want to use the word nuts because we all have mental illness me especially but she was nuts and she like had a breakdown at the two-on-one but before then she had already had a breakdown at the house and like the ambulance had to like come and get her because she was like on the floor like convulsing in complete anxiety kelsey, kelsey poe during chris soul's season kelsey poe yes! on the two-on-one with ashley the blonde one it, oh my god i thank you 
Because that has yeah. been killing me. Because I tried to Google it, and they were just like, "So, best, you want the best? You want the best bachelor panic attacks? Like, we have a list of those. Do you want to like narrow it down, top ten? Because we can do that. Um, we have the top like, forty-five no, bachelor panic one. attacks. The one time she went to the ambulance, they were like, "Okay, so all the times ambulances were on the set of The Bachelor because they have them on standby. <laughs> like, they really let that girl like convulse on TV, and then she came back, and I was like." Why she come back? Because she wants love. Fight for your love, girl. Fight all 21 and of those As we all know, when you're extremely conventionally hot, the only way to find love is date one singular man yeah, on reality like television. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of what I guess, like, I'm, I guess I'm concerned about if they do do a two bachelor season. I would like the women to have power, but we just know historically they will not do that. So I just worry that they'll end up having the women putting them in a situation where they're fighting over a man which is like what people who criticize the bachelor already criticize them for because they're like okay so you're classy fighting it but like you're fighting (laughs) over a man and it's weird because most of them are not even like worthy of a date There's always going to be fighting over a man on this show. Yeah. That's definitely true. It's I like actually was in. thinking, I wonder if it would de-escalate the fighting a little bit to have Ooh. them focusing more, than one more on like, which guy do I want? And okay. less on like, how do I get the attention of the only man who has attention to give? Which I It think also is- means that you can become really close friends with someone and not necessarily be dating the same person. I mean, look at yeah. this season. Right. We're, we're like almost halfway through. None of the guys have like really had any feuds yet with each other. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. I mean, they've actually been holding each other accountable, which is like, whoa. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> wow. what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so strange. Like, I, and they don't feel like they're doing it as messily. Like, I usually feel strongly about the person who snitches to the suitor but there's always one who is like I just feel like you should know and it's usually like someone who is now just there to progress the plot and less like to be I never expect them to make it very far right but in this case I was like oh no he actually did the right thing I really hope because if someone is Mm. calling them bitches you need to tell them. Yeah, like, that's gotta not just tell regular that. gossip of like, oh yeah, the guys in the house said they may not trust you. Just want to like, you know that. Just want to create a little doubt in your mind. He's like, yeah. no, he's actually being disrespectful so much so, and you're dating them. So yeah, I'm not just here to vaguely be like, some guys aren't here for the wrong reason. So good yeah. luck figuring <laughs> that out. Just yeah, like, no, not meatball was like, I was meatball was treated by yeah. Hayden as like a backdrop basically. And I think I said this to Claire when we were recapping it, but just like, it really felt as though Hayden assumed, well, there's a bunch of straight men around me. This is a safe space for me, (laughs) a white man to just Mm -hmm. be brutally disdainful of the women that we're dating and Mm -hmm. meatballs just sitting there and absorbing it. And like, yeah, he did do the right thing. He went to Rachel. He told her what he had heard. And like, But I think that you also make a good point about Meatball, which is that like Meatball knows he's not going to win now, too. Like, I don't think anyone is deluded. No one thought Meatball was ever going to win. Meatball's like, Rachel did me a solid by letting me stay on the show and come to France for the next part of the trip. I'm going to get more screen time. I'm going to get more international travel. We're obviously not going to end up together. But like, I can repay her for that 
Yeah, yes. I can help her out. I a like her. Time. I value her more than I value Hayden. And you know what? Yeah. That makes me like Meatball. Yeah. Yeah, this because of the whole honesty thing, him constantly being like, she just knows that I'm honest and her even being like, I just don't feel like he would lie to me. Like, I really trust him. I'm like, oh, y'all are friends, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, More episodes. And that's fine. Before we get to like the the nitty gritty of like the real like romantical things. Right. Yeah. They always, the leads always, which I think is a good move, bring one or two people to their like final five who they're just really good buds with, who they're like, this person won't fuck me over. I trust them. I enjoy being around them. They are like not stressful. Yeah. And Rachel truly was like, meatball rejected my rose. Like she was like, he was going to be my buddy, (laughs) my safe guy. And he, he rejected my rose. Like you're supposed to be like my, my like safe pal up to the final four. And you think that you're like a player in this. Yeah, he came exactly. back to her and he was like, I realized that I'm not a player in this. Yeah, he's Take like, I understand I my role. Just let me stay. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I just find it to be really good season, even though that it is like one of the, the worst rated ones like ever. And I, I will say, though, uh-huh. that there are a lot of headlines about that. And what that doesn't account for is the fact that all network shows are declining ratings and there wasn't a oh, huge yeah. drop because like people are just watching it like on Hulu more than they're I watching, watching it on Hulu ABC. Day, no yeah, ads. exactly. I so no I do ads. think that those, <laughs> yeah. like, those headlines aren't necessarily indicative of the actual viewership right. or how it's changed and more just like the landscape of the way we consume TV is just different now. Yeah. I also wanted to give it like, it's, I don't even think it has anything to do with the women as much as it has to do with their season that suitor was not well received and that one wasn't a great season to watch so it's like lack of introduction if anything else it's like oh yeah. they have no investment in these women because we have very little investment in their man because did not care and i have not missed a bachelor season since chris souls so i missed last yeah. season i was like i don't want to I mean, that's fair. Him holding the puppies. I was like red flag. (laughs) I just know he's an asshole. I'm sorry. Because I'm I'm I'm, I'm very, very questionable of men who like just hold a bunch of cute shit for (laughs) clout. That is an entire subgenre dating profile photos. You're like, you just found a puppy on the street. You are going to fuck her over because not you went to the pet shop. And just say, can I hold all the puppies? Like, can I pet them all? And you just took a picture at the PetSmart. It's not right. It is misleading. And I don't (laughs) trust you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. See, this, this is why, I mean, I, I was skeptical of Hayden, but I think less skeptical of Hayden and his dog than like Emma was. And like, I think it's because I haven't been on Tinder. 
Like I'm not out there seeing men and how they're handling the the puppy situation. I am not either. I'm actually in the middle of planning a wedding to my beautiful fiance, Maya. Congratulations. Thank you. I have many, uh, a female straight friend who was like, what do you think about this guy? I was like, never a pet. (laughs) Never holding a baby. I don't trust you. I just don't. Holding a baby? Yes. Straight men are, look, truly Ooh. out here using yes. cute right? living beings as props yes they'll do it, and put it on Tinder, like look at me i love holding kids it means i probably want some one day but then you date them and they're like um maybe in like 20 years or maybe like in a few years like sir you're 44 a few <laughs> what a few years and yeah it's like, like i yeah it's the jason it's the jason on selling sunset it's like i do really yes. want kids just like maybe many decades from now like yeah, sir you are old sir. enough almost 50 he's like it's fine a 22 year old yeah he's like i'm Beverly when i turn 60 i will yes. marry a 24 year old and we'll have children absolutely and, and it'll be like really loose on when we met we'll say 23 we'll say we dated for a long time or something are um, you are you and- referring to dane cook <laughs> long time girl. i just feel like whoever did the headline for that one was like had a bone to pick i just love oh they it. were like the wink, wink. this man is a fucking creep yeah, yeah, they were instantly like, um, the headline literally read something like, Jane Cook and longtime girlfriend. And I was Fall like, 23. Uh, how long can it be? Literally oh. exactly as many years as it legally could have been. Like, what do you know. else they do you want to know? 16, but they didn't start dating until 18. So it's he just, just like, like left the number on the classic love phone. story where a 45-year-old man invites a bunch of teenage girls over to his house and is like, obviously, I would never think about them sexually. And then the day they turn 18 is like, what do you know? I think I'm in love with this teenager. Certainly, I'm so in love with you. We should date exclusively when Have you're 18. Nothing from the Courtney Stodden situation. Not like, a thing. Not we a just thing. very that. sad. Yeah, and I believe really in sad. those relationships just as much as I believe in like bachelor, bachelorette ones. What do you guys think about the trajectory? Because like, I think the whole thing is like none of these ever really um work out which is that's just the facts at this point and it's fine I yeah. still enjoy it I don't necessarily watch for like the happily ever act. I'm not buying in for that reason like if that happens it's a plus to me like what is it that you guys watch for as your end game mm-hmm. now oh gosh so many things I mean uh, like and we watch anthropologically I think on one level like we're like what does this crazy show say about our culture and how do these little shifts kind of indicate maybe bigger shifts in the culture. And then Mm -hmm. on the other hand, I think I, and I think both of us are just kind of suckers for romantic narratives. Like we grew up watching and loving romantic movies, TV shows, reading romantic novels. And so I do think that like this kind of hits at that. So it's like almost two levels. Like, I think I do I do want the narrative satisfaction of that happy ending, whether or not they're going to break up in six months. Like that's right. fine. You're getting that's the narrative. The thing. <laughs> uh, not every love story ends in marriage or death or both. Uh, some love stories <laughs> end in you breaking up after eight months. Yeah. And like, that doesn't mean that it wasn't on some level uh, a story of two people who met and fell for each other. It just means that it it didn't last. And I, I think that the problem for me is that I get very stressed and I get very invested in couples lasting because 
I think that there is a huge part of the audience that will feel angry and betrayed if a couple breaks up. And I find myself wanting to protect them from that. Like when Michelle and Nate got engaged, I was so like, oh my God, please like let this work out so that they don't have to deal with the angry fan base. And so when they broke up, that was like my main thought was like, protect Michelle, especially like protect Michelle. Yeah, it just but, it's just uh, rough to see how hard, hard people get invested. Yeah. However, I definitely saw that one coming. He well, was not yeah. my choice. I was like, yeah. no, baby, you're you're it's the eyes. You're being you're being sucked in. He's not ready for this. Like I can tell. Like sweet guy, I felt like what they had was real. But I was like, where you yeah. are and where he is just doesn't feel like it, the math is mathing. And I think the painful thing, reality about Bachelorette seasons is that the men in order to win have to really sell themselves as being ready or being able to get there. And then they kind of rephrase it. I've realized into saying things like, I just want to spend more time with you out of here. Like see how Mm -hmm. this works outside of here, which is really just to buy them time. Like I appreciate the men, especially getting back to this episode. First of all, some of these men, I was just like, am I straight? (laughs) (laughs) Like which ones? Uh, because the one who's like talking about going to therapy and doing inner child work, baby, Jason, <laughs> he really, like, he won me over with that. I was I like, not been therapy? On my man, like ever, but <laughs> like, wait, I am deeply attracted. Things are happening down there. What's going on? Not, he's like, have you ever heard of inner child work? I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I need a minute. Like, it's not. It's not. You would have thought I was watching porn. I was so <laughs> into it. I was like, the way she set up, she set up straight. I'm a big reader of body language. I'm a third grade teacher. So body language is like the main way that most children communicate. So like she set up straighter and she was reinterested. And she was like, yeah, yeah. Like she was agreeing. It's like, yeah, like when you parent your child, like figure it I'm like, okay, so she knows it too. Oh my God. Oh my God. Connect connect just get together right now like skip it like just go to therapy and like be a couple like you'll be safe with him girl you'll be safe like I love a man in therapy and I had no idea that that was like a standard now for me even though I'm not looking (laughs) like in order for me to even talk to you I just need you to be therapized it's just like a real green flag yeah yes I was like girl go however far you go with him I'm supportive It's not even like, I'm like, therapy takes many forms. And I think that inner child work is like, feels like one of the more like touchy feely, like almost woo woo kinds of therapy. So like, you'll hear a man be like, oh yeah, I go into the therapist for like some CBT, a little tune up. Like, how am I going (laughs) to handle these stressful situations in my career or whatever? But to be like, I'm learning to reparent myself in therapy. I thought I was hallucinating. Yeah, I was like, wow, I fucking love this. I Between Jason and Nate, I'm just like, she's got a good set of guys. Yeah, Gabby. I'm into Gabby's guys. I do like Nate. Nate, when he, he's the one with like the locks, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when he went on, like, his date, like, his one-on-one with her, his, like, nervousness made me melt because we don't see that often. I know. We see men who are, like, ready. They have their lines ready. They think they know what this woman wants to hear. They go, I'm going to go in. I'm going to open up. I'm going to, as soon as we get down to dinner, I'm going to tell her a tragic story. And then I'm going to, like, get the rose <laughs> and kiss her and be like, I'm all in her. I'm going to get her eyes and then go dance to a random country music star who is around the corner. Like, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> but, like, Nate was, like, at the house having a drink. He's, like, giddy as hell. He's, like, kind of nervous. He, it was 
really cute. It was reminiscent of, I forget this guy's name, but he was also really sweet. They did like the haunted house or something together on Tasha's season. I just was like, I sometimes really root for the cute, like the, the nice nerdy guy the one who gets anxious like and nervous around you i'm like that's the one you want forever i don't remember who that guy was but i also remember being like i also remember being like he's not gonna win because this is a date this is a friend zone date i remember thinking yeah it was a friend zone date i fully don't remember this that was her instant because it's like there's no day date it's just the night date oh Oh, it was sounding familiar it was easy yes the football player yeah Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yes. But he was like fun and sweet. And sometimes I'm like, the nice guy can finish last. Like, attraction is great. But if you feel stable and insecure with the person <laughs> throughout the entire time, honey, you'll become attracted. Trust well, me. What's interesting is I feel like Zach actually sort of fit that mold. Like, Zach was so out of the bachelorette. I think norm. that's why it was definitely so... went for the guys who seemed a little more out of the norm because that's Brandon why I, was, too was I loved that shy. ending so much. Yeah, I did too. I was actually so profoundly disappointed in Zach. Like I was so disappointed because Tasha took that shit seriously. Like I believe that most of the women who go on these shows on, on Bachelorette, especially do take it seriously, whether you consider that to be naive of them or not. Like I do feel like they are putting their a part of them in it. Just mainly just how women work in general, with the exception of one and people who listen and know exactly which one i'm like she did not get she was here to make out with fine boys and that was it and she's going to go home she's the only bachelor that i've ever felt like oh she don't want to be married she just want to make out with boys with their shirts off and that's fine just say that well when you're like 24 i think that's the right thing to want yeah hey yes but again just say that yeah because i was invested in her season <laughs> i yeah wanted her to go home with the good guys. And the moment she sent my beloved Mike Johnson home, mm. I knew she was not in this for the right reasons because that man in his turtleneck and plaid suits was husband uh, material. Uh, yeah. And that's just the facts. Yeah. Mike was she really was the like, one that got away from he really, yeah, her all of us. I was like, you know, you could just not do this, right? Like it's your choice. Hello? And it's the only one she cried over to us. She just wanted to make out with fine boys. And again, yeah. just say that. And that's fine. It should be allowed. I will say, though, sometimes bachelorettes pick the guys who seem like they're not all the way in or they're not ready. And they're like, I just need more time. And then just like four years later, they finally plan a wedding. And Jojo and Jordan are very happy. Yeah, I was going to say, it looked more like she wasn't ready. I was skeptical as hell of Jordan, though. He he had the whole storyline that was like, he's not ready. Like, he doesn't want to get engaged. And I was like, he's just a football player who wants to be on TV. Look at them now. And she held on, bless her heart. It would not have been me. But (laughs) if you like it, I love it. Not really. I'm judging. But if you like it, I will let you like it. <laughs> they seem like a um, they seem like a good match. They seem they like a pairing. Do seem like they go together. Yes. I think they're better together than at back out in the world with other people. <laughs> Just find a lot of danger there again. I, I, just, again, because I've been, I invest my time into watching each season, so I get to know these people before they come on, and I always have my favorites and least favorites. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into who our, we think our final four should be in a second. But like, yes. I instantly feel like I know when I connect with someone, I know when I don't. Like, and I know when someone's just not good for them, and when someone is like okay for them. And I knew 
Chris Souls wasn't going to find anybody who picked the wrong one. That was not a good decision. Ben Higgins, I was so invested that I watched his show on Freeform with that girl. What was her name? Oh, God, I did too. It was so bad. It was really bad. I really liked The theme of every episode was like, Lauren doesn't like Ben's personality. Is that a problem? (laughs) Yes. Little things like she was like, I want a waffle maker. I was like, why would you ask for a waffle maker? She was like, because it's a registry. You ask for whatever the fuck you want. Like, that's the point. And he's like, I just think this is ridiculous. I'm like, oh, he's backing out. That's it. Yeah. And so, they, you know what? They like, both He was seem like, surprise, I'm into Ren Fairs. And she was like, oh, I hate that. That's he's like, no, not cute to not me. for me at all. It was not good. Yeah. But I also, and so what do you guys think about that then? Because how much of it plays into, or how much of the success rate it pulls from the fact that the way these people are falling in love is so grand, is so romantic. They're perfect setups. I mean, it's designed to have, you have zero problems, zero conflict. You're not worried about bills. You're not really talking about money. You're not talking about politics or religion. You're just having fun. And you're in these beautiful romantic situations where either you're one of the suitors and you're mating multiple different men and you have your pick of like who you really get to spend your time with and you get excited about seeing them because you see no one else. Or (laughs) you're one of the contestants who is building friendships and gets the, you know, the opportunity to date a fine person on TV and (laughs) kiss them and all these things. Like it's just the perfect storm. And so how much of that like impacts the success rate of like then you go back home to Denver and you're in your little cottage and like you have to go back to the cubicle on Tuesday and she's a flight attendant and now she wants to write a blog so goodbye 401k and hello like sponsors like also who reads the blog in 2020 you know those type of things right so like how much of that impacts it I mean, it's got to impact. I mean, the the weird thing is like that the success rate is almost better than it should be in a sense. (laughs) Like there are a few couples that are still together. And like for The Bachelorette, it's it's not such a Bachelorette, I think, than Bachelorette. Yeah, the men are the men are almost at at a level if you include all the guys who changed their minds and went back to their runners up. And I do. I do. I do count that. They met there. I do because I think that they they did change like swap within the bounds of like the show's airing okay you know it's like, not like it was before we all yeah yeah it wasn't like, like a year later right like jason right. and our like, the show got saw, the show captured all of that so i yeah. consider yeah. that to be within the bounds of the show that makes and sense so i think like in a way it's wild that so many of them are still together at all given everything you're talking about like i think on the lauren and ben show we saw play out one of the factors that like I don't think you think about as much when it comes to like the real world stuff that you have to encounter it's not just like the money and the bills it's like I learned that this person had a really good character like we talked about our shared values we talked about like you know what kind of people we wanted to be what kind of families we wanted but did I learn about his weird hobbies really right like Like, did i understand what it would be like to be in a social setting with him yeah yes like now you're actually dating the person like you're not just spending because i mean one i think one year i calculated the approximate amount of time that they actually like the person and their person actually spent together and i think that um season i did it for and it amassed to a grand swapping total of seven days Oh, yeah. Total. And, like, and that's yeah. including weekdays. So yeah. like, the time we saw them spend alone. Right. One-on-one time. I mean, days. 
that's and a generous a lot of the people estimate. That you'll, yeah. yeah, I agree. I think that's generous. Like, I, I think that, you know, when you listen to interviews with people who've come off the show, including the ones who have had success after they kind of all acknowledge, like you start dating the person after. And it's a crapshoot. Like you make a connection, you know, you have mutual attraction, you have some things in common. You both are like, you both like each other. You're into each other. You have these sweeping feelings, but then you found find out if it works in the real world. And like, that is just going to have the same amount of chance as like anyone else that you connect with on a mm-hmm. dating app and then like try to date them and see how it yes. works. Yeah. Yeah. If you did a dating show that was just like Tinder dates with like 20 people and none of it was grand and like it was much more like what dating was like in the real world. I still feel like most of the people that they picked at the end of that show, they would end up breaking up with because most relationships yeah. just end and that's how the chips fall. Yes. And while I criticize Bachelor Nation a lot for the format of their shows, I'm also very protective in that all these other dating shows that come out and that are trying to be like serious and be, you know, nuanced and and rethought of and all these things, they're all trying to fight against the Bachelor format and they still have the same results because trust me baby if bachelor could have figured out a way to make all of this a success (laughs) they would have but at the end of the day we're dealing with humans real humans with real feelings and real emotions who get really betrayed or i don't know people who want to be on tv and that's just the facts so when they come out and they realize that they don't like something or they do like something they're allowed to change their mind i mean as much as you know we saw taisha and zach working out she saw something very different when they got behind closed doors that it's not even her fault because she didn't spend a lot of time with him. Like she wasn't like sleeping in the house with him or something like that, where she would have seen how he was when he's angry or sad or happy or all these things that they don't really get to experience because they're in such a vacuum when they're dating on the show. And that is the compelling thing about paradise is that they are trapped together for a long time. I was just about to get into paradise. I was like, I watched that live. I'm in the ratings for that one. Cause I am like, I watch now Bachelor and Bachelorette as like a giant audition for Bachelor in Paradise. I have always loved it. I have always thought long, and this is a hot take, but I'm like, your faves, your love islands and stuff, they're getting it from Bachelor in Paradise, honey. Like Bachelor in Paradise is, at least here in America, it is the front runner of like those type of TV shows. It is the blueprint. And I think it's worked. And there's so many more Bachelor in Paradise couples that make it than other couples because of that dynamic. They have, there's more balance of them. They still get their pick of the litter, but they also get to spend a lot more quality time yes. and like focus on doing just that. Also because it's spread out. I think that like the audience and public pressure on them is a little bit more diffuse than on the final bachelor bachelorette couple. And there's also like more leeway to be like, we're going to leave here and we're going to date or like, we're going to break up, but then we're going to get back together like right after. (laughs) And no one feels bad because we all know how the sausage is made because this isn't our first reality show. Like exactly. You know, you look at like Becca and Thomas or like Abigail and Noah and like so solid. Yes. Well, and then Hannah and Dylan, I yes, they've been with them. together for years now. Yes. And Kaylin and Dean. Yes. I love that because I really wanted Kaylin to find love. I just thought she deserved. Yeah, me too. I, I'm glad that that, like, I did not feel confident when they left the beach together. So it's made me really happy. No. <laughs> but like, I think also like we, we can discount like 
how hard it probably is to date when you're being filmed. And so like, because every season of Bachelor in Paradise is like an all-star season of a dating show, they've all been through it. They're all pros. You've really winnowed out the people who are best able to kind of maintain their focus and be themselves while they're on camera. So we have people who are just ready to be comfortable, just like genuinely making a connection to feel comfortable being in a high profile relationship that that will continue to be high profile once they're off the show. Like The Bachelor still is just full of people who aren't gonna be really like prepared to to get into a relationship in this setting. Right. And in Paradise, they're like, we found the ones who are like ready oh, yeah. for a reality TV romance. Yes. Most of them are also just like ready for reality TV. Like most yeah. of them are, are <laughs> fancy pot stirrers who are ready for the action. And we love to see it. We do. <laughs> I love to see it. I love it when that happens. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I have been really enjoying this current season of The Bachelor. There's no, you know, question about that. Um, I thought that this episode had me a lot less uh, anxious than the last couple where, like, music was changing and roses were being denied and we were trying to switch teams and then the other captain was like, no. And then I'm like, wow, you just did that for... That was stupid. That was stupid. Like, it was just not a good idea. Because to me, as a female... To scare, if you want to scam your way on the TV, you stay for the long haul, okay? You don't try <laughs> to jump ship and expect them to, you know, keep you on the boat. It's just simply not going to happen. But I'm loving the outfits. I love that both girls had great one-on-one dates. I felt bad for Rachel because she went from having such a great one-on-one and feeling something for it to mm-hmm. instantly feeling, like, so insecure and as if nobody <laughs> wanted to talk to her. And that really hurt like that sucked and they did not say hi to her like are men dumb i mean yes yes it's wild people people will act like men will always be like women don't understand what it's like to have to like really try in a dating context they just wait and stuff comes to them i'm sorry you will never watch a season of the bachelor where none of the women are trying to get the man's attention but almost every season of the bachelorette there is at least one group date on this season we've already had like three where the men just ignore the bachelorette yeah and so don't talk to me about how women don't understand that they have to try women know that they're they have to work to get the man's attention it seems like men easily forget that and it's making me really annoyed and I think production just realizes they have identified Rachel's insecurities and they are just like needling them to hell right and she's I think already her her kind of thick skin has been kind of scraped away she's like exhausted she's been dealing with all this bullshit and she just like doesn't have the capacity to shrug it off uh, like she might in real life. And it's just, it sucks. 
crazy because again, I feel like they just keep flipping and flopping back from each girl and they try to destroy one and take one down and then do the other. Like the whole rough around the edges thing for Gabby, like that really was such a trigger because you know what we don't ever see? That when it's the man. They never like let that kind of talk about the man happen. Like Matt had a strange relationship with his dad. We've seen many a man have a strange relationship with one of their parents and we don't get that context. They don't talk about it that way. Whereas... Gabby is somehow like less worthy and like is less ready for love because she doesn't have a relationship with the parent. No, it seems like a conscious choice. And as someone who is in therapy, it probably was the right one. And it came with a lot of like tough, you know, decision mm-hmm. making and tough thinking and a lot of healing. And she's reconciling that and moving forward every day and choosing not to act like a broken bird. And so to call her rough around the edges and to make her own it, I'm like, um, I don't find her to be rough. I, I've seen Rough Around the Edges. Hello, I watch Vanderpump Rules. I know Rough Around the Edges. Uh, this is not Rough Around the art. Edges. Vanderpump Rules, high okay? art. Now those motherfuckers are Rough Around the Edges. We love to see it. <laughs> Whereas Gabby, I, I was, I'm very impressed by both of these ladies. So to see them be, you know, their insecurities be like preyed upon and then to watch them try to have each other's back so that that doesn't happen. I don't know. It's just giving. We're trying to tear them apart. And I don't like it. It's just giving. Yeah. We went from two bachelorettes to maybe trying to only still have one. And I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like their goal is still to somehow make these men choose one. And I don't like that. Maybe I'm yeah. scarred. Maybe I'm a yeah. pessimist. But it's just not feeling warm and fluffy. It's not feeling like a good place for two women to find love. Yeah, I think I feel at this point of the season pretty gullible because I was like, they're not going to pit them against each other again because they got so much blowback when they did that with Caitlin and Britt. And we know they're not going to make the men vote. I think they don't think they are. I I think the lesson I I learned is that they, yeah, they were like, well, the women like aren't talking shit about each other. So we didn't pit them against each other. And it's like, no, you're setting the men up to operate under that sort of like structure like that's the problem you don't it's not like they can't be happy at the same time right they can't both be succeeding one of them has to be better than the other doing better than the other that's and that's why the paris date was actually really fun the paris portion because we did get to see the two of them both having their individual good dates that were different and they could come back together and they could like drunkenly do girl talk at a bar I like loved i loved it it, it was so yeah. when they were like when they were like talking about like to each other it felt like oh my god i'm talking to my best friend about how like i have this crush and the date went really well and i i'm pretty sure he yeah. likes me too like it was adorable and it felt like they were both supportive and then when the two men were talking i was just like double dates double yeah. date this is I, so cute. in an old season they would have to do that with like the celebrity host of the date or whatever and it would be like amy schumer talking to the bachelorette being like so do you like him and the bachelor would be like it? yeah Nick and it's Lachey like and vanessa they love to pull oh, them out of asses yeah but it does not bring out like a natural excitement or energy from the lead because they're not really friends exactly so i loved i'm like you would get so much more honey well i think they're also falling prey to like their two impulses with how to characterize a lead are like they're the the Mm -hmm. objectively best person you could ever date or marry we found them they're the best one and they're an underdog and so they want both of the women to be both an underdog and objectively the best and they're doing that by like constantly being like compared to gabby rachel's an underdog 
And compared to <sighs> Rachel, Gabby is don't like an it. underdog, and like right. it's they're they're trying to like get that characterization for both of the women by alternating who is the underdog and right. who yeah. is the best ever, and it's just yes. like confusing and demoralizing. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Which by the same account, if it was the Bachelor season around this time when they'd be traveling, he'd be narrowing it down to who he found like has like so much love and connection with. And then his main emotional like points are that like, he doesn't know what to do and he doesn't want to hurt anyone, but he feels like he can be himself and then he likes this one. And it's like the underdoggedness is really like, I'm still the best. That's never the question. They picked the perfect <laughs> person. And I'm just so perfect. And I'm just like so open and vulnerable and willing. And then like, all these women, I just love them so much. And I want to respect them. That's why I date four at a time and kiss three in a day. It's like, I don't That's know respectful. To yeah. I'm just so in love with them all. I don't know what to do. God, how do I fix this? Whereas we with women have to basically have like panic yeah. attacks in the confessional. And like have multiple people who are just like overtly talking shit about them like yes like, uh, basically just like pure misogynists just like uh, floating among it is it's a night one move like it is something that happened to clayton actually on his season where night one there was a woman named claire who is a genius hilariously talking shit about him it's Hilarious. different when it's a woman and i stand by that also it's different when it's night one that would have it's felt different when very it's different one. if we were at like yes. week four or five and she was like i hate this right. asshole he finds out she's talking shit about him another woman like rejects his rose like he comes out of the first episode being like no one does want me to be bachelor and i'm not good enough but that's a night You're one not. feeling for the lead to have yes. and then they they grow into the the role after that and find their confidence and their vulnerability and they're just having an extended night one for gabby and rachel where they're right. like these men hate me yeah they're like these women came in far too confident about their own worth another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yes, like I am afraid that we will get to like fantasy suites where I'm usually the most like excited just because I'm like, who's going to say yes? Who's going to say no? Like, is it going to be? Oh, and with Bachelorette, I'm always like, how many men does she get to sleep with before you all call her a slut? Because... <laughs> To me, if you have four men or three men who get to go to fantasy suites, in my opinion, it's to see if your relationships will go to the next level. So sleep with all of them. But as we found out with Caitlin, you just can't. You just can't. can't. You can't. Um, And if you're Hannah, you do it within the confines of the fantasy suites only. You'll still be called a slut and um, have to defend your relationship with Christ. So apparently you're just not allowed to have those things. So I worry that we'll get to fantasy suites and it'll be like one had a good one night and then the other one. Now we just have two women crying because that's just inevitably where we're headed. Uh, That is what I'm saying. Like, And I had most of my fan questions that I had 
were, do we like the two season format or is it better? Or I like the two seasons. I don't want to go, or the two uh, leads. I don't want to go back. And I'm like, I don't think we'll go back, but I don't necessarily feel like we're going to go forward because <laughs> this is a whole new way of being regressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Considered. Like, can we trust production to continue a two lead journey in the future? No. No, production, like, being, watching The Bachelor getting made after, like, waves of, like, public critique and criticism in which we have very much been a part over the years is just, like, a study and, like, no, not like that. Like, like every time we we push and push and push and they're like, all right, we'll do it. And then they just do something crazy. And we're like, oh, we didn't think you would do it like that. Like, it's like, it's like, truly like parenting a toddler. Like, you're just like don't touch that. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll smash this other thing. And you're like, no, yeah, I meant yeah. just sit there. <laughs> it's like the critique yes. gets like put through a meat grinder and then comes out in a different form. And you're like, oh no, yes. no, I meant like, yes, we wanted a black lead, but we didn't want you to be racist to Matt James. That was, like, the, it was, oh, like, that was exactly like, what I was going to say. Like, okay, so we want diversity, but we're also going to go find the one girl from Georgia who went to an old South party and we knew it and we're just going to slide her in there. Like, yeah, you're just like, go ahead we, and place it on this poor mixed boy's like identification with his blackness, being tied to his father who he's estranged from, and his identification with his white mom who he loves. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and just like really abuse that, like punch it in there and then like make him fall in love with her because that's so much fun. We love that for safety for our. But then also distance ourselves from it and put it on them to like litigate the show's issues with race and racism. Like the whole thing is is very much like one step forward, two steps back. Like they'll do one host. God. And then be like, oh yeah. I'm like, okay, so see, that's the culture that I'm like saying, like y'all have enabled. If you feel comfortable going on a TV show, like a national TV show and saying that, you know, racism was just out of style all of 2020. It was totally fine in 2017. What are you talking about? Yeah, that was a long time ago. 2018, no one knew about things like the Confederacy. Okay, like it's a new vibe. We've only learned about it in history class. It's not like people know that it's like not a good thing. Like nobody knows that. Rachel, <sighs> God, dumb black girl. How do you? How dare you know about racism? Who told you? Oh, Chris fucking Harrison. And oh, then the God. response is to get another younger blonde white man in his place. Yeah. When I feel like Emmanuel did a great job hosting, and. I thought he was going to be slated to be the host, but I think there actually not. was like some sort of contract issue with the manual. Yeah. I thought they were going to keep Caitlin and Tasha. I, I know. I liked Caitlin and Tasha. I want there to be women hosts too. Especially the bachelorette. I think that'd be great to like walk her through it. That was one of the reasons why I watched Michelle's season because, um, and I just love that they went like the Michelle Williams Miss USA approach of like, we're not going to outrightly apologize to you for slut shaming you. We're just going to give you a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we good now. And then we're not going to tell you that we're yeah. hiring Jesse to replace you. You're just uh, going to like hear that on Facebook or whatever. I mean, like also I would just love, honestly, as much as I loved it on the bachelorette, I'm like, not up and have a lady host for a bachelor season. Yes. Like, it's like, why can't we have women coaches of men's sports teams? Why can't we have yes. women hosts of The Bachelor that is guiding such the a good point. process? They know what's up. 
I trust them. Excellent ones. I feel like they should just call Jamel Hill. She's on ESPN. She's a sportscaster. Oh, she does sports that would be great. She's a journalist and she's in a relationship and she is like a really smart woman. Like, there's so many. Like, go to yes. ESPN and just pluck someone. Right, they we know The Bachelor is is coached like a sport, is, is hosted sport. like a sport. It is a sport. But they would do so, a better job. Oh, yeah. Not that Jesse's doing terrible. I'm just saying these he's women. Fine. Yeah, he's okay. But if you want someone who's going to be great and get a little razzle-dazzle, you got to go to the razzle-dazzle population. I think that, like, Jesse isn't bothering me this season because they're not having to lean on the host to like have some of these conversations because right. they do have two leads who actually know each other. They can yeah. just, they can just talk they're to each other. Each other. Yeah. yeah. It's Honestly, so much better. I think they're leaning into the David Spade model from paradise. They're just like, Jesse's going to show up. He's going to make some goofy little jokes. He'll, and then oh he'll leave. God, I remember when they had like a different host every 45 minutes. That was so funny. That was, that and was you never like, knew when style. in the episode like, it was going to switch. They're just like, 10 what? minutes left great we're switching hosts right now and we're just like yeah okay sure sure and then boom david spade and then boom tyus burgess and like, okay. it was so chaotic it made no With sense lash. i was into it <laughs> no. it was so weird i remember more about that than the actual season itself and i should tell you something because that's like that was like a, a really like important season to watch <laughs> um yeah so it's been a good season we'll see more what happens in paris i hope they you know i hope rachel gets I just want her to like hit the vape pen or something and just relax. Yes. Like I just want happiness for her. Like, and now give this woman some gummies. Girl. Like yes, <laughs> like you don't need to compare yourself. Y'all are both gorgeous. You're kicking ass. Like you're amazing. I love it. Just go ahead and do what y'all need to do and keep serving looks. Cause them coats when they were giving out roses, I was like, honey, oh, those are out of control. <laughs> Let's just get these long down coats, okay? Like down to the ankles of me far. Oh my god. I was like, this is Perry, honey. And I love that. As someone who like watches Beverly Hills and watches Housewives, I love an opulent situation. I'm a tourist. Yes. I love luxury. I love soft things. So I'm just <laughs> like, give me more. That's all I focused on. That was immediately so I'm like, oh, they all deserve better men because of these coats. They yeah, also period. must have been freezing and I'm glad they at least dressed them appropriately from the, for the weather. I was just listening to a podcast with the um, three leads of F boy Island. And they were like, during all of the eliminations, it was actually freezing at night in Cabo. And oh my God. we were just in these like revealing dresses, shivering with like placing hand warmers in like various parts of our body. And the men had a oh, no. pit, and they got to wear turtlenecks. I was like, that is rude. That yeah, is the men so were always rude. in turtlenecks and I was like they must be so hot but first of all like there are gorgeous bodycon dresses that cover like the neck we can definitely <laughs> give them a sleeve and be warm. give them a sleeve let them have a sleeve maybe a little neck action a little cow neck or something a little booty yeah. like just give them a little warmth I feel even like them. a sheer mesh will give you a little insulation compared exactly. to just nothing right. you know exactly um, who is in you guys' top four for this season? Or who do we think is going to fantasy suite? That's like for each question. of them? Yes. Okay. I think it might oh. only be two in fantasy suites. Cause they're, I mean, Ooh. I don't know how, right. It's normally. Oh, oh, fantasy suites. I guess three. Be three. I think it's three fantasy suites. And I think they're still doing like four home towns. Really? Fantasy suites for you. I'm That's pretty sure. 
I think that they're just really like eliminating a lot fewer people per episode, right? Because normally at this point they would like they just four go one towns, they usually do like a bloodbath. And a I cut, think that's yeah. just like not happening. It's gonna be like one okay. person for each of them. Yeah. Well, okay. these guys I are think... themselves eliminated in the middle of the episode. <laughs> yeah, too, <so>. Exactly. <laughs> Gabby, I mean Jason is gonna be in final four for sure for mm-hmm. Gabby. Nate. For I mean sure. Nate. Um, I'm like, who else does she have? I know. I'm like, those are the with. only ones I really I don't think Nate's gonna win at all, which makes no, Nate's not gonna win, but I I do think we're we might like see his daughter. That's just like a guess of mine. Like I think he might get a hometown. I'm like, who else does Gabby really like? Oh, Eric. Eric, Eric, Eric. Okay, Eric a hundred percent. And then I could see either like Spencer or Johnny rounding out that four. I think Eric, Nate, and Jason are really like the ones she likes the best. I definitely see Spencer as like a potentially solid, like friendly hometown inclusion, but not like, right. Like he fits the mold to me of like a guy who's in your top four, even though he's not going to be your final guy. He's like friendly, charming, open, tall, dark, handsome, but like, I don't but he's not anything. going yeah. to the fantasy suites because no. that's where the yeah. girls are allowed to finally like be sexual beings. Exactly. Yeah. We just can't uh, know about it. <laughs> keep that shit quiet. Keep um, it quiet, but we end up finding out who they're attracted to. <laughs> okay, who do we think for Rachel? I mean, obviously Tino. Tino, definitely yes. Tino. Tino and Avon, I'd say. Uh, I think Zach and Tyler are also up there for me. Zach and Tyler. I, those those are the four I, that I would say. Yeah. Zach, Tyler, Avon, and Tino. Final question. Do you think she makes it to the end? I do think yes, that she does. I do. I don't think that they I don't think they're interested in to leave. Yeah. I think that at a certain point they are going to they're going to be cautious about this ending. Mm-hmm. I think that they are fine with destroying these women as much as possible in the middle. <laughs> so but I do think minute. they're kind of committed to producing yeah. some sort Throw of satisfying of ending. Clip. We'll throw you off a cliff and then offer you some dental floss and be like, we got you, girl. Exactly. Yeah. What they're really doing is they're having Rachel have the midseason breakdown that normally comes from being like, there's so much drama in the house and I just don't know what to do. Like, who do I believe? Instead, it's like the men all hate me and are rejecting me and I don't I'm not good enough. But like that trajectory does always end with like, well, now I have my final group of guys who I know are really committed to me and they're all stepping up. And like, I do think that will happen to those final four that we just said, like those guys are all into her. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she just has to look past the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think those guys know what she's about. I think Rachel's problem partly has been that she's this like pretty composed blonde from Florida that guys look at and they're (laughs) like, she's just like the ideal trophy wife. And then they're like, oh, she wants to like be a pilot and fly around. And like, I uh, mean, she is, she has a career. So yeah. Right. And I do think that that, but she has a core of guys who seem to like that and are into it and like, aren't going to make her feel bad about it and she just has to like get through this middle part she just has to whittle it down i appreciate when she's able to have those conversations with them on dates which is why i'm like rachel i'm gonna be like girl shake i'm shaking you out of it like you are not unlovable or even unliked right now you are you just gotta like funnel through the bullshit like just yeah. peek through the bushes like there are people who are like 
there for you and want to see you succeed and are okay when you talk about how you want to have a career and a family and have it all. I love that she includes like her aspirations in that. And she's basically letting them know, like, I'm a pilot now and I'm not about to just go be a blogger when I come out of this and just like, I don't know, go start a podcast like we all did. So, you know, um, you can do both as, as pilot Pete mm -hmm. did. You can have a podcast and be a and pilot. Be a pilot. <laughs> And write a children's book uh, called The Adventures of Pilot Pete. Oh, God. That was another season. That was like, first of all, him and Hannah deserved each other because they definitely came in this just so they could make out. They just wanted to make out with people. Oh, period. yeah. And that's fine. But again, just let me know that that's what we're doing. Because when I invest, I get very upset. And I'm like, I don't think you're taking this seriously. Oh, what about the ending of Peter's season would make you think he wasn't taking it seriously? <laughs> Confused. He said sarcastic. <laughs> um, okay, I, oh, this has nothing to do with this current season, but I, because I have, I don't often have back people on here. I have to ask very quickly: What did you think of Katie Hurst's season? Oh my god! Honestly, question. because I was like. It was deeply traumatizing. Yeah, okay, we were both traumatized by that season. A roller coaster, and I don't know what to do because when you were talking about how um, uh, Rachel's having her mid-season breakdown that you haven't played on the uh, things in the house, I'm like, oh my god! Like, yeah, last time we saw this, Katie definitely was like only breaking down because she was gaslighting a man who she thought was gaslighting her into gaslighting herself oh, by gaslighting God. him. And I was yeah. like, I'm confused by why he's crying and what's happening. It was but, just all really upsetting. And frankly, covering that season, like, cause it really, people had such strong and sort of like triggered reactions kind of on all ends of, of that season towards the end. It was just like, it left me feeling, I want to leave a season of the bachelor or the bachelorette or paradise feeling like I just ate a, a nice, delicious treat, right? Like <laughs> I'll leave it feeling like there's a pit in my stomach and I feel icky and I need to like go take a shower now. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to leave it feeling like maybe I should leave my chosen profession of yeah. covering the bachelor franchise and do something completely different, like engineering. Which and is I so tell cool. you, I used to cover it on my Patreon every season. And that was the season I stopped after that. Oh yeah. Because don't blame after me. That, after yeah. the final rose, I was like, I can't do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I am as much a feminist or womanist as the next girl, but she's losing me. I'm confused. I don't know what the argument is. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what the... I just don't know. And I'm, I don't like it. I'm going to leave. I'm going to just head out. <laughs> I don't blame me. you. I she truly don't blame like you. Guns blazing. And I was like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to just head out. I'm like, the Thomas thing much. was definitely a moment where... It was like, what's happening? And then oh, she was God. like, there were there were more horrible things he said that, you know, mean know. I was right to talk to him that way. And then later he got engaged to Becca and she was like, he's actually wonderful. And that was all a mistake. And I was like, what <laughs> happened though? Cause that was like really intense. And like, she's like, she's like the, this is what happens when you give Twitter trolls who like need a, a, a cause syndicated TV show, because that was the epitome of who she was as an individual. I was like, you are the person who wakes up every day with the goal of I'm going to course correct someone's life and put them in their place. And I'm going to call it social justice. And those are usually the kind of especially 
straight white women that I stay away from because it's dangerous. Because they're the ones who are like, I am so against this and I'm so against racism. Then all of a sudden when you're like, hey, guess what? That was a little racist. They're like, it can't be because I was there and I wore the pussy hat and I am on the TikTok. And in 2020, I was there. I was at the protest. And that's the women I stay away from who always have a cause and are looking for a reason to put, especially a man in their place. Mm -hmm. Because like men always need a reason to stay in their place. You don't need, you can relax. They will walk (laughs) themselves there, honey. You do not need to like come out the gate like, you want to know something? Like, relax. Give him a minute. He'll get there. (laughs) He will be hated. Easy. Okay. I think the thing that was hard about Katie's season, you you really are. It's like, this speaks to, I think, our criticism of the show as a whole, like, you know, outside of just who Katie is, um, is just that the show, I think, was trying to do something kind of like engineer, again, that feminist feeling of catharsis, but without the meat of it. And feminism is, of course, at its core, it's a political movement, right? It's not like an individual woman yelling at a man in a way that feels satisfying or an individual man stepping in it in a way that reminds you of someone who like really did you wrong. Like, and it's just, so when the show steps into these like real dynamics, but with these surface level conflicts, like these people become these like avatars for causes and social dynamics that like, they're not prepared to actually be and it just can get really the discourse can get like really ugly really quickly exactly i'm like okay but bachelor you actually the best way to let a woman prove that she's a feminist on your shows and cater to a feminist audience is just let the woman do what she's gonna do like let the woman be herself Mm because at the core isn't that what feminists are really fighting for is the opportunity to be who they are without societal pressures and influence and outside things and criticism for being who they are so feminism is I don't know giving Caitlin Bristow her job back and then apologizing for slut shaming her um, <laughs> seriously letting that girl hell off Juan Pablo for being an asshole like these, those are the moments like when I look at it, I'm like you don't even know that was like a random moment where that was feministic, if you will, that like no one even thinks about because you're trying to force it too hard. But letting that woman tell Juan Pablo that he's a fucking asshole because he absolutely told her one thing and then switched it up. And like, you like didn't just last night we were talking about moving to Chicago and having twins. I'm confused. How are you now <laughs> dumping me? And then telling him that like, you let me on and you say vulgar things and you're an asshole. That is great. We love that. Love that. Yeah. But again, Katie, they will walk themselves there. <laughs> right. She was just always trying to push us into thinking that somebody was being sexist and terrible. I'm like, I, I don't disagree or disbelieve you, but I just didn't see it yet. Can we just get a rewind? Can yeah, sometimes you gotta on? like, you need to give people a little bit more rope before you hang them. It's like, you exactly. Can't just I was gonna say, it's that like cut ahead of, of interviewing someone who sucks as a journalist. Like you have to let people hang themselves by their own words a minute honey they will always get there i promise (laughs) like without a doubt but i just had to get some insight on that because i just feel like that has been 
the biggest fall from like bachelorette grace that we've ever seen. I've never seen. Yeah, a I'm just having, I have a full body reaction. Like every yeah. time we start to talk, you probably saw us both like, like I'm physically. I'm cringe. so sorry. I threw it at you. Did not it's so traumatizing. Never get in. Cause I was, that was the biggest emotional roller coaster I've ever been on. Especially on a woman's yeah. season. I've naturally always thought that bachelorette seasons were like a little bit like more boring, but like in a good way, like in a safe way, because yeah. I'm just like, women aren't like, smarter like we're just not dumb and then like men don't fight the same way so I'm like we're actually probably just watching the dating show a little bit right but that season I was like I don't know what I'm watching and I'm really stressed about it and I would really like um help so guided <laughs> help on how to finish this season and the, the ups and downs and then afterwards the ups and the downs like I can't like it's yeah. too much and I thought I didn't like Hannah I was like Jesus you are out here trying to really dethrone that girl I think that Great this was friend. the first season that has ever required both of us to seek emergency therapy sessions like uh, that season yeah, like, we were actually. just like how do we go <laughs> with what's going on on the bachelorette right now let me talk to my therapist Ooh. I it was no, dark that is I, I think I completely understand that again <laughs> I cover Bravo for a living so I'm I'm used to dark days and being yeah. in the office often um because uh, I don't know if you guys know and I'll ask what you're watching in a second but um much of Bravo the last like 18 months has been like let us prove that we're not racist oh by my just God. adding a random woman of yeah. color and oh putting my her God. in that that's why I've had to like I've honestly had to back off of a lot of Bravo shows because a lot of the Housewives franchises started to feel so depressing to me like I couldn't yes there was a lovely time on Dallas where um an Asian woman was brought on just to oh my god uh, oh my god I can't um absolve a white woman that was so bad against an Asian Asian people that had nothing to do with this poor woman who was brought on the show. No, and she like, basically Tiffany. pleaded like, for friendship. She was like, I think you're an amazing mother and you're super smart and you're really funny. Like, can you, like, I, I'm just trying to have a good start with you. And she's like, I can't be myself around you. You just make me feel like I can't be myself. AKA, I can't make racist jokes because you're going to find it racist. And that makes me really sad. Yeah, that was a bummer. And then they had to literally cancel Dallas because yes. they were like, they where do we go from here? Yeah, there's fire the people. I mean, you and know? New York, New York yeah. fucking oh, imploded. Yeah. When they like told the black, the black woman that like, you know, she can't like, they, they're not like accepted everywhere. Like, they don't want to film with those kinds of people. And like the producers heard it and then they had to just like put it on hiatus. <laughs> Fun. I love yeah. it. It's so much fun over yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Um, um, Beverly yeah. Hills right now when um a white woman told a black woman's 14-year-old son to fuck off four times. Not once, but four times. Like again, I had to literally stop watching Beverly Hills because I was like, I can't watch Garcelle be put through this shit. And then when she apologized, she was like, I'm so sorry I did that to your son because he's so well spoken. I was like, what i don't want to oh no wow i i I tapped out before this yeah good for you so if he wasn't well spoken would he then then he he deserves then he deserves to oh god it's just Just like confusion and then like when kyle defended it it was like i just love seeing erica let loose like this and she's having so much fun within the same conversation of telling everyone that she cursed out a 14 year old boy 
I was like, I'm confused. I'm like and developing a like, migraine just talking yeah, about this. Yeah, it wasn't this. like there was like, like, you know, space involved for context. No, it literally went, did you see her curse him out? Oh my God. But I just love that she's letting loose and having so much fun. Oh, like, I is mean, she having fun or making poor choices? I don't know. Maybe she is having fun. And you know what? I just don't care. I don't care if she has fun. It's not an well, important if, thing. <laughs> I don't care either. When you steal from one of children, you're fine. Like, yeah. you can just, like, go casually, like, Exactly. In the corner. Um, but if you're backing off from Bravo, what else are you guys watching? What are you into when you're not watching that um, road? What's your exciting show? I am still deeply dedicated to Summer House, which I look forward I love that for you. to it coming back. Um, yeah, love. Cash shake up. Big cash shake up. I happening. know. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see. I've been watching since the beginning. Um, also excited for Salt Lake City to come back. Yes, we love watching criminals get arrested by the FBI. There's going to be so much criminal justice. I'm like, Jen Shaw, like guilty, like crazy. Uh, And you know, they filmed when she went to court. So literally the timeline was they were already done filming. And then she went to New York to um, basically start her trial and do like jury selection. She was there and like 10 a.m. And that's when they found she was told all the things they have in Discovery and all the things that they're going to be presenting. Then later that same day, she went to go film with Meredith and Heather, who were in New York with her for this event. And then the very next day, she pleaded guilty. I, like, need to see just the live reaction of, of, like, all of them. Oh, yeah. Well, Heather was filming Ultimate Girls Trip 3, so they got they caught those cameras. The cameras were in her face. They were probably, like, fanning. I love Heather. I love They were probably like, here, girl, you just want to like check TMZ really quick. Okay, go. Like, cannot wait to watch that shit go down. But um, okay, what else? Pretty excited. That's the only Bravo show I watch. So I'm excited for that to come back. We just watched F Boy Island, as we mentioned. We're like huge fans of F Boy Island. Obsessed with F Boy Island. If you're ever watching The Bachelor and you're like, this would be better if it were like less messy and more overtly produced and therefore and campy can't and campy okay um then definitely watch f boy island it's a lot of fun and i, I appreciate how heavy-handed the producing is because i think it's almost more honest in a weird way um okay and i also like haven't been able to watch that much tv lately because i've been having daycare problems so i'm like tell me what's out there like what's good yes i mean as a teacher who's on summer break all i do is watch tv because it's the only time that i can Mm -hmm. so this is like the time where teachers like just catch up on um living um like we make doctor's appointments we drink water we go to the bathroom (laughs) um we watch tv all of those things but um fy island i have not given a try yet my fiance actually really wants to which is like rare for so oh my god do it do Do it. it Oh my God. Cannot recommend it. I'm a huge fan of like too hot to handle. And I like that kind of gutter type trash. It's really fun. F boy Island's much better than too hot to handle. And I watch all of the Netflix one, like ultimatum love is blind, too hot to handle. Yes. We watched all those F boy Island is fascinating and brilliant. I think. Okay. I will get into that. Thank you very much. I also, so serious shows guys that I'm watching 
um, industry on HBO. I think it's fan fucking fantastic. Oh, I haven't watched season two. Oh yeah. It just started season two. Like a bunch of young early 20 somethings were like all vying for like this job at, and to be seen and respected in the stock broking world at their like really early 20s. And like, they're also still like a very summer house vibe of like, we're going to party and drink and have fun and hook up with each other. But like, we have very serious But also jobs capitalism. <laughs> yes. And we are interested in capitalism and we <laughs> want to support it. And like in America, it's like there's a lot less like roles. It's really fun. A mom sleeps upstairs while her daughter like has sex a lot with her boyfriend downstairs and drinks wine when they're like that. I've been over age and it's fun. It's really, really great. Did it's you watch The Bear? I did watch The Bear because I, I don't watch it. anything that Lip is in. Because I so love Lip. He's so hot. He is the coolest kid. I love great. him. I would totally great show. I would love for him to be my chef. I think it'd be very fun. It was a very stressful show, but I enjoyed <laughs> yes. it very much. Oh, it's extremely I was stressful. I've ever been in my entire life. So if you have like high anxiety, don't watch. I have to take like two different medications beforehand and smoke some things. But other than that, it's fantastic. Other shows, everything is trash as a podcaster. I think it's really yes, great. Yes, Phoebe. We love yes. Phoebe. Give so more much. podcasters. TV shows. Yes. And <laughs> let's see. Am I watching anything else? No, I watch The Bachelorette. That's pretty much my positive TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys, watch F4 Island with me. Maybe we'll talk about it. Who knows? Um, but above all else, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time. Emma and Claire, guys, from Love to See It, the podcast. I literally was just listening to it while in the grocery store. So do that it's a great grocery store listen um and over all the time where can people find you listen to you love on you some more oh thank you so much for having us uh we are at love to see it uh which is where we cover bachelor franchise shows and gossip and a few adjacent things in the off season and um you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts we also have a substat called rich text where we newsletter and podcast about non-bachelor things uh like f-boy island like scripted tv and uh rom-coms and you can find that on substack and you can find us on instagram at claire and emma pod i'm at claire e fallon and i'm at emily d rose and also yes. uh, we're on tiktok at love to see yeah. pod now we're emma trying doing tiktoks we're She's, trying yeah <laughs> that's yes. generous claire She's more young at heart than I am. No, you're both young. You're giving very much 21 to 4 vibes. Yeah. Wow. So love you. For you. Thank you. I just turned Literally. 35, so you really know. Stop it. How to... <laughs> no, like, I was obviously, like, being facetious, but, like, also, I did not give more than 28, 29, swear to God. Thank you. It's, it's I was the, like, whatever Sarah filter. we're using. <laughs> Please don't have me out here looking like a whole hobo sometimes. Whatever <laughs> serum we're using is working. Do not mess up that nighttime routine because it is doing very good things. For well, you're too kind. I definitely have my Zoom filter turned all the way up. Same. And yeah. Yeah. The pretty <laughs> filter does a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm like, blur my face to hell. Zoom, thank you. I love it. This has been so fun. Thank you so so much. Thank you for having us. us. It was so great, guys. Go listen to their podcast. Show them some love uh, as soon as you're done listening to them and rating, reviewing, and giving them five stars that they deserve. Although if you want to be an asshole, guess what? Your one star still helps the algorithm when people find me. Like, okay. I call it the Sophia Franklin effect, where when she started her new podcast, she had so many one-star reviews before it even came out that she was number one for four days. So mm. try to be an asshole wow. if you want to. Love that for Do her. better, trolls. Do better. <laughs> but guys, if you love it, I can listen to them. You can, of course, find me on all the things, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Mixing with Moni, and of course, on Patreon and anywhere you podcast, uh, listen to podcasts as well, at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. And I love you want to tell you to stay home again, because apparently there are things going on out there, honey, that you do not want to be a part of. So like, you know, get, keep yourself safe, drink some elderberry, put a mask on, do whatever you got to do. But like, stay safe out there because I am counting on you guys to listen every week. Just kidding. Stay safe because I love you. Have a great weekend or week whenever you're listening to this. And bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.